Welcome to another episode of Ladies of Instart. I'm Alex Blaze. I had a great conversation with Abby Paulus this past week, and it was exactly what I needed. I felt like it was very refreshing just to hear this. You know, you go through phases of discouragement, and it was felt really encouraging to speak with her. And I hope that you find it just as encouraging as I did, because I think that she has a lot of wisdom that she dropped into this podcast. I was really thankful that she was willing to be so open and talk about it and be so encouraging. So take a listen to my conversation with Abby Paulus. Abby, thank you for doing this with me. Yeah, super happy to be here. So you are an artist in Las Vegas, is that correct? That is correct, yes. That's crazy. What's unique about being an artist in Las Vegas? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so, man, there's just so many things that I love about Vegas. Um, one thing that's unique about Vegas is that it's a big city. Um, most people obviously have heard of Las Vegas. Like, they know what it's it's about. and Well, mm-hmm. they know the reputation that Las Vegas has. But it's a lot different when you live here. And... Um, It's actually very, people who live in Vegas have a very small town mentality. Mm. Um, So really it's like a big city, but it's like also a small city. Like we don't deal with the kind of traffic that you deal with in places like LA and New York. Um, It's very fast to get around and to go different places. It's easy to go pick up like your coffee in the morning and all that. Mm. Um, And the creative community in Vegas is actually really... um, vibrant and alive but it's really small so when you start to get connected with other artists and creatives in Vegas it's really it's actually not that hard to just start getting plugged in and getting involved and there's a lot of room for more artists and a lot of room for growth so that's really exciting too it's not too like overly saturated Mm, that's really awesome to hear that yeah how 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 do you go about getting plugged in with other artists Um, so there's a few different ways that I've grown my, um, creative network here in Vegas. Um, really, I feel like once you start meeting people, they can help introduce you to other people. So even Mm -hmm. if you just have like a creative friend that you're like, Hey, let's do like a creative meetup with like people that you know, or something like that. But, um, I'm also part of a, um, breakfast lecture series. Um, called Creative Mornings. Have you ever heard of it? No, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it is in most, there's, I think, uh, well, there's more than 150 chapters worldwide, but it's in most major cities um, around the world. And it's a breakfast lecture series for creative people. Um, It doesn't matter. It's not like a closed group. So it doesn't matter if you were like a specifically like a creative freelancer or anything like anybody can go to it Mm -hmm. but it's a great way to get plugged in and meet other creative people and the great thing about it is that it's free and you get free breakfast and you get to hear from an amazing speaker and usually there's music and get to hang out and meet with people that's brilliant that sounds so cool it is really cool and what city are you in again i'm in portland Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. There has to be creative mornings in Portland. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Yeah. I just wrote that down because I was like, there's got to be something around here. Yeah. So that really, for me, has been the number one way that I've connected with people. Even um, the girl that I share a studio with now, I met her through creative mornings. Um, Yeah, a lot of like my good friends, I met them there. So it's Mm -hmm. a great, 
great network. That's so cool because it's so easy yeah. to get isolated and oh just my gosh, yeah. have your friends that don't under, really understand what you're doing. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. So that, that's that's a brilliant way to, to get connected. and. Yeah. That's totally. awesome. When did you realize that you could become an illustrator? Like when did you realize that was a career path that you could take? That's a good question too. Um, so I don't know when the exact moment was that I was like, yeah, illustrator, that's, that's it. That's, that's the vein I want to go in. But, um, man, I could spend a long time on this question. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, okay. So, um, I was a graphic designer. Um, I was working, well, I just did like a certificate program at the, um, at the university here in town, um, at UNLV, I got a certificate in print design and then I started job hunting after that. And I got this really, it was a good job, um, at a startup in town, but I mean, I'm sure living in Portland, I'm sure you know about startup culture. It can be mm -hmm. like really demanding and really intense. Um, and I just knew that like long-term that's not where I wanted to be. Like I didn't want to, I really didn't want to be in corporate America. Like it just helped me to start thinking about what I did really want. Um, which I just am totally, I'm, I'm totally just a person who's just designed to be a freelancer. I love being able to make my own schedule and I'm good at being like self-motivated and, um, yeah, like, pushing myself, but still having just like an, more of like an easy flow of life. Um, so when I quit over there, I, it took, it still took me a little while to kind of figure out exactly that I wanted to do illustrating, but I just tried to pick up like freelance jobs, mm -hmm. um, as a graphic designer. And then I started building my portfolio as an illustrator too and started posting my work on Instagram and that's actually how I got my first gig. I got a um, children's book con um, contract through someone on Instagram and then that's when I kind of started full-time um, diving into illustrating. That's that's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> Do you do you have any advice for people just starting out freelance? Yes, tons of advice. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, um, I would say, well, I don't know. What, what would be like some specific questions that you think like freelancers would have? I, I sometimes think it's, it can just be, it just feels like it's a big world. Like where, where do you even start is a good oh my question. Gosh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're thinking about starting out as a freelancer, first of all, I would say like, you don't need to quit your day job. Like, don't feel like all of a sudden to switch over to freelancing, like you need to just stop everything else like you're doing. Mm -hmm. I would start um, just by carving out time. Um, you definitely want to have a website of some kind where you can show your portfolio specifically I guess I'm more specifically talking to people who are artists and like um, visual artists or graphic designers. I don't know how it would work if you're like a freelance writer, for example. Mm, yeah. But at least for like 
for me for what I do. You're going to want like some kind of website and Instagram has really helped me a lot and that can kind of be like where you showcase your portfolio too. Um, and then, yeah, so don't, don't just up and quit everything, but build that portfolio on the side, something to show people and then just start, um, talking about what you do and showing it to other people. Like start going somewhere like creative mornings or, um, even just starting to talk um, to your friends and family and asking if they know anybody looking um, to hire someone for that kind of work, like if someone needs a logo or something. Um, and it is a risk, like it's hard, it's really vulnerable just like putting yourself out there, but like if this is, if, it, if freelancing is really what you want to do, like at one point you just have to be brave and do it and put yourself mm-hmm. out there. I that's that's solid advice. Yeah. <laughs> So as, as a freelance illustrator, what does a typical day, or I know that a day by day is kind of hard when freelance, or what would yeah. be a typical week for you? So right now, um, well, you know, I was talking about like, don't quit your day job. So mm-hmm. I actually have, I still work um, a part-time job um, two days a week, just um, usually like about eight hours a week. And I'm also still going to school. I, um, when I decided to start freelance illustrating, I was like, hey, now would be a good time to finish my degree, even though like now I'm like, I'm tired of it. And I'm like, <laughs> why am I even going to school? <laughs> but it's okay. Um, it's good that I'm doing it. So um, I have um, two online classes and two in-person classes. So Monday and Wednesday mornings are when I'm in class. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, like I was saying, like, I think it's really important that you have your own scheduled work hours. So I'll schedule, I do have a studio, so I schedule like certain hours, um, a week where I'm going to be in the studio and where I'm going to be working on stuff and working on business stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, a typical day for me, if I'm just working in the studio all day, I usually start my morning, um... I usually try to start with the stuff that I don't want to do because otherwise I know I'll just work on fun stuff that I really want to be working on all day. Obviously if I have deadlines, like I, tr- I get to that stuff before the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually start by answering some emails and then um, I try to cut distractions. So if there's something that I know I need to be working on, I just tell myself like, okay, like there's no need to be doing a million things at once. I'm just going to concentrate on this one project that I'm working on, mm. focus on it for a few hours, and then like I have a scheduled break too, where then I'll take I'll take a break and then I'll either get back to that or move on to something else. That's that's really smart. And when you say yeah. removing distractions, do you mean that you won't put music on or are do you work in complete silence? Um no, actually I do have music on okay. most of the time. Um for me though I guess the big thing of removing distractions is it's easy to get on Instagram. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's my number one distraction. As I'm like, when I'm working on something, I'm like, oh, but I should just go like quick jump over to Instagram and check and see if there's any like comments I need to answer to mm-hmm. or whatever. But I just have to like tell myself like, no, like this portion of time, I'm not gonna look at my phone. I'm just gonna concentrate on what I'm doing. I'm not gonna worry about texting anybody mm-hmm. or 
responding to emails right now, like this time is just for painting or whatever. It always feels like such a valid excuse in my head of why I would go on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always, it's always like this, I need to do this one thing. And then it's like an hour's gone. Yeah. Or like somehow you feel like you're getting something done by going yeah. to look at like other, what other people are currently doing and what they're currently working on. But you're actually like, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be better if you, if you work on making something looking at what other people are currently making. That's true, because then it takes away from, you know, drawing for yourself and drawing for other people and all that. Yeah. So in your in your bio of your Instagram, you have written collaboration over competition. Why is this important to you? Oh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's the reason it's in my bio is because, like you said, it's super important to me. Um, And what I mean by collaboration over competition is that I don't believe in competing with anybody in the art world at all. Mm. I know that, um, you know, yeah, that's what happens as artists is it is, it does feel like a little bit like a competition and we're competing sometimes for gigs, especially if you're part of like those online groups where you're like, you have to put in like the lowest bid. I don't do any of that kind of stuff, but I know that some people do. Um, so, um, I really believe that there's enough room in the art world for everybody. I think that there's a lot of art that needs to be created. And I think it's a lie that like, if you're going to be an artist, that you're going to be a starving artist or that Mm -hmm. there's not like enough work as an artist. Like that's not true. There's actually, there's so much work out there. You know, you walk into Target and there's everywhere around you is artwork that somebody created and there's still more artwork that needs to be made so um yeah i i never talk um like i never talk trash about any artist i'm always trying to be encouraging and i know that even if someone is not that great right now like that's okay like um they're working on it and they're working towards improvement. And mm-hmm. I'm always recommending different people that I know for different projects. If someone is like, oh, like I'm looking for um, something with more of like a minimalistic look, then I'm gonna refer people to that person. And I'm just, I just believe in like having a network of creatives and supporting each other and that, um, yeah, cutting each other apart is that there's no benefit in doing that. And um, yeah. Uh, yeah it's just it's silly (laughs) I I think that's a very mature and wise way to look at at the art community Mm. that's because it it, it can be it can seem like cutthroat (laughs) yeah absolutely and competition is real especially like how we were talking about when you go on Instagram and you see all these people doing all these amazing Mm -hmm. things and you're just like you know the inner monologue can get really out of control you know, saying like, oh, I'll never make anything like that, or um, that person is so much better than me, but really, like, you have your own specific, you have your own specific view on things, and just because you have a different style as someone doesn't make it worse, and like I said, like, there's room for so many different kinds of artwork, there's, yeah, there's, I really think, I really truly, truly believe that if art is what someone wants to pursue, that there is, absolutely room for you Mm. that's a huge encouragement yeah (laughs) have you had to face failure as an artist of course yeah (laughs) (laughs) what did you do to 
to move past that and, and be able to like pick yourself up and, you know, yeah. get back on the horse that kind of threw you off? Um, I'm trying to think of like a specific time where that really happened. Um, I think more so, not so much in what I'm doing right now, illustrating, but um, I've definitely had failures in other efforts in the past. And I think it was, a lot of it stemmed from really just not um, putting value on myself or really believing in myself. So Mm. let me try to elaborate on that. Um, I had an Etsy store um, before the one I have now, um, maybe two or three years ago, probably, oh, maybe even four years ago. No, three or four years ago. Um, and I didn't really talk to my friends and family about it. I was putting like some cards out there into the Etsy world and just not really, like I said, really totally didn't believe in myself. Um, and obviously I wasn't selling, like nothing was really selling, And I was getting not necessarily negative feedback, but yeah, kind of negative feedback. And so then I just ended up closing up my Etsy shop and I was like, wow, what was the point of that? Um, And it really took me a while to figure out, to really get back to um, doing that again because I felt like I had failed that first time. And, um, but when I think about it now, like that failure really came from just the fact that I really didn't even believe that I could do it. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't getting like other people involved into it. Like I really wasn't sharing about what I was doing to friends and family. And I think that's important when you're starting out um, to just talk and share about what you're doing. I know not everybody in your life is going to be supportive and buying everything from you. But when you can talk about it, even to like your Facebook friends, it can really give you a big push. Mm-hmm. What What are some steps that, that you would take to grow confidence in yourself? What are some steps that, that you took? Mm, wow, that's a really good question. Um, just to remember, like, um, to be gentle with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some notes, actually, with me. I'm just going to um, turn to them. <clears throat> Um, yeah, I think building self-confidence is really hard, um, but to just do what you can to remember to just be really gentle and kind to yourself and to treat yourself and talk to yourself in that inner monologue the way that you would if you had a friend who was pursuing what you're pursuing, because you know that if you had a friend that you really loved who wanted to pursue their art, you know, you would say like, you're amazing. You can do this. Like, absolutely you can. And so just to remember that you can say that to yourself as well, and you can cheer yourself on too. And, um, yeah, to just, like I said, be gentle with yourself, give yourself more time than you think you need to work on projects. Don't, believe everything you see on Instagram like there's a lot of the be- of the behind the scenes that you're not seeing in that person's mm-hmm. life of where of how they got to where they are right now and they had a journey that's probably similar to the one that you're on too so don't get caught up into that whole comparison world um yeah yeah <laughs> I, I think that's 
that's fantastic and that's I'm I'm happy that that's going to be put out in the world for people to hear. Oh, that's so sweet. I kind of on on the same like like deep level. What do you, what do you do when you're feeling dry and uninspired? What are some ways that you try and get back into the groove? Mm. Yeah, if you're feeling negative um and you're just feeling bummed out, I think one of the worst things that you can do for yourself is to jump on social media. And I love social media for so many reasons. I've connected with so many people um, because of social media and I really value it. And um, I don't think it's true that social media is just, you know, useless or whatever. Absolutely, it's not. It's great. But um, when you're in a negative place, a lot of times going to social media can feed into that whole like comparison and feeling like you're not doing enough thing. Mm -hmm. So I would say, um, when you're in that negative place, turn off your phone (laughs) and go connect with someone with a real person, go to like Mm -hmm. an inspiring coffee shop, go hang out with a friend. Um, and just, or even maybe just Um, try to doodle a little bit, try to just like free yourself up and try to um, start working a little bit on your own thing, even if it's just a little something. You're just full of wisdom. (laughs) Everything you're saying, I'm going, yes, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Oh, I'm so glad. I kind of want to get back into talking about your art. So um, you've done a beautiful job combining words into your art. So how, mm-hmm. how do you decide to paint? How do you find an inspiration for a quote? Are you painting the picture first and then going, oh, this quote works with this? Or do you see a quote and you can kind of like put an image behind it? Um, usually I see a quote first. Mm-hmm. I will say I do take quotes from Instagram. Or sorry, not Instagram, Pinterest yeah. a lot. Um, I know that there's like that whole thing of not stealing from other artists. I totally... Yeah, totally don't just try to copy another artist's work and rip off of it. But um, sometimes I'll see a quote on Pinterest that has no source. I don't know where it came from, and I just love it. Mm -hmm. So I'll just take it and I'll adapt it into my own work. Um, Yeah, I'll take it. I'll usually write it out. Um, I like doing brush lettering. I have these water brush pens. I don't know what they're called. and then usually it will inspire a, um, like I'll have an idea of something that I want to paint that goes with that. Mm. Yeah. Well, they, they look beautiful every time I see them. Oh, I thank go, you. Oh. It, it, it's, it's so, it kind of has a 70s vibe to your art. Oh, thank you. And I, every time I look at it, I definitely get that, that vibe and I really like it. Thanks. Do you have a purpose or message to your art? Yeah. Um... So my the purpose behind my art is mostly to be encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, I really just yeah I love encouraging other just other people in general, other artists, and I really like creating art that speaks. I know it sounds cheesy to say, but that speaks like positive vibes um, into other people's lives. And there's so much different kind of art out there. You know, I have some artist friends who specifically do propaganda art, and it's to bring awareness to different um, political um, and social issues, which I think is really cool. But for me, um, I get really, I 
I get really anxious. Uh, well, I care about, um, I really care about justice and mm-hmm. social issues, but I, I can get anxious and overwhelmed when just looking at stuff going on in the news or other stuff just going on in the world. And so I just, what I want to bring and contribute to the world is just peace and love and, <laughs> and good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I completely agree because sometimes it's, it's, it can be heavy to go like scroll through Instagram and it's all about all the hard things that are happening. And mm-hmm. I think that it's, it's refreshing to see something that's like, Oh, it's, it's a cute animal. That's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It yeah. Lifts, lifts spirits. Yeah, it does. I agree. So right now I'm, I'm a bit of a paper nerd. So do you have a favorite paper that you enjoy to draw on? Oh yes, I do. Um, I, draw on Strathmore printmaking paper and um, I actually um, I had seen the printmaking paper in the store before but I didn't think that it would be good for painting on because it says printmaking on it Mm -hmm. but then I actually heard of another illustrator who was painting on it and I was like okay well I'll just try that one and it is amazing it's perfect for even like some if you put too much water on it, it will get kind of wrinkly. But you can still do like some, like I use gouache, gouache on it. Yeah. And um, you can use acrylic paint on it too, or probably even some watercolor if it wasn't, if you didn't get too wet. But it's, yeah, it's amazing paper. And it won't, another good thing about it is it's not too expensive either. That's so interesting because it's, that paper is the one that it's, it's like woven, right? It doesn't yeah. quite look like it's it's flat paper like other papers. Right. It's not like flat, flat, it, but it's also not too textury either, which is why mm-hmm. I like it. You know, watercolor paper is like super heavy and super textury, and I yeah. don't like that for my illustrations either. So this one is like the perfect balance between having just enough texture but not too much. Interesting. I'm going to have to try that because I've been, I've been going around trying to find the best paper, especially for, for gouache. I think that's... That's mm-hmm. a hard medium to try and figure out, like, everything that's perfect about it because there's yeah. so many variables to it. Yeah. What medium do you usually use? Oh, my gosh. I use everything. I've Right now, I'm really using gouache and watercolor a lot. Yes. Um, oh, my gosh. I love gouache. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving um, ink, too. Yeah. Yeah. Me, too. I also I kind ink. of combine them all. Also, Copic markers are mm-hmm. fantastic. I have some Copic markers, but for some reason I've just not, I've never like loved something that I've made using them, but I know mm-hmm. that I've seen other artists create like amazing stuff with markers and I'm like, how, how do you do that? I really think it's about <laughs> the paper. The The paper made such a difference because I was very frustrated with my Copic markers and then I started drawing on them in moleskin paper and they looked a lot better. Oh, and then I switched... So- Cool. Yeah, then I switched over to, I forget what it is, just mixed media, like, Canson paper, and that was also a lot better. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard of that before. It's yeah. cool. This, this, I've never asked this question before, so I might cut it out if it, if it, if it's horrible. Oh, sure, yeah. But what are some things that make you excited to be an artist? Oh, that is a good question. Um, sorry, I feel like I've been saying that every time you ask a, okay. qu- a question, I'm like, wow, that's an amazing question. <laughs> You're so good at interviewing. <laughs> um, okay, things that make me excited to be an artist. Well, like I said, 
I love making my own schedule. I love that every day. I mean, I still have to work and I work hard, but mm. I mean, I also, I get to go on like coffee dates with clients, like just meet up for coffee and talk about what they want for their logo or for their design or whatever they're working on. Um, I have my studio that I work from, um, which is just like my happy place. I just love it so much. I work with, I work there with three other artists and um, sometimes I'm there with, um, with another art, like one of those artists might be there or they might not. I might just be there by myself. Mm-hmm. I love working with them, but seriously, I love when I'm in the studio by myself because then I can just blast whatever music I want to. It just feels so chill and it's so nice just having my own space to just create and express myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love just creating pieces that bring other people joy. Like I just love it so much when someone sees something that I created and it connects with them and it just like, yeah, I just love creating something that connects with, with other people. That That's a great answer. I feel <laughs> like I've been saying that a lot too. <laughs> it's just turning into a big compliment fest oh yay that's okay (laughs) do you have any new projects coming up that are personal or that are you know that you're doing for people that you're excited about Mm -hmm. um so i'm going to a children's book conference Mm -hmm. um here in vegas in a month and um I've been trying to like work up my portfolio a little bit. Um, I feel like there's always room for improvement on your portfolio, but mm-hmm. um, I've been try- just trying to build some cute pieces. So I'm working on this really cute little piece, which hopefully I'll have it done mm, like next week, hopefully early next week. Um, but it's two little foxes. It's like a little fox family at a little um, camping spot. So you have like, and it's the nighttime and they're sitting in front of this little fire. So you have like this probably mom and dad with a little baby and they're sitting by this little fire and there's like the moon and the stars and their little, they have like a little, um, like a little camper with them. It's, I'm just really excited to work on it and to finish it. That sound that made me happy just listening to you talk. About it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see it. Oh, thank you. But yeah, I'm actually working on a lot of stuff I'm really excited about. I'm um, just being involved with the local creative community here. It's Mm -hmm. brought like some local clients, which I like working with clients who live other places too. But what's fun about working with local clients is, like I said, I can meet up with them for coffee and really get like a face-to-face interaction, which I really like doing. Mm. That sounds amazing. All of this Mm -hmm. sounds delightful. Mm-hmm. Well, Abby, thank you for doing this with me, and thank you for for what's that? Thank you for doing this with me, and thank you for for joining in and being a part of this little community. I really appreciate this. Yes, thank you for having me. You can follow Abby on Instagram at a b b i e p a u l h u s, Abby Paulus, and you can follow me at Alexandra Draws. You will also notice when you go on her Instagram that she finished her little fox drawing, her little fox gouache painting that she was telling us about. So be sure to go check that out because I think it turned out beautifully. <laughs> Before we end this episode, I want to remind you that we do use a hashtag, Ladies of Instart, on Instagram to post your art. And it's been really wonderful to see all of your art. I hope that you 
join the hashtag and go check it out and go encourage other people who are starting out on their art career. I will see you next week with another interview with Ladies of Instar.